In Parshas Tetzaveh, Hashem tells Moshe that he will dwell among Klal Yisrael. Like he similarly and famously said in Parshas Truma, Build for me a Mikdash and I will dwell amongst them. But now that we don't have a Mishkan or base of Mikdash, is it still possible for us to be a resting place for the Shekhinah? I am Shemuli Karsh, and this is Karsh on the Parsha. Okay, so we have a fascinating story that comes up in Megillah Dafyut Zion. And there's a, a shade involved in this one, so it gets exciting. So there's a decree. Yeah, there's a decree by the Romans that Kla Yisrael is not allowed to observe several mitzvot, and it's getting pretty intense. And so they're trying to figure out what to do. Eventually, they go to Rabshir Barichai. And they're like, Rabshir Barichai, Rebbe, you need to do something. You need to speak to the Caesar. We need to get rid of these harsh decrees. It's too much for us. It's crazy. Can't live like this. So Rabshir Barichai is like, okay, fine. He goes on his way. He meets a guy named Ben Tamalion. Ben Tamalion is not just your average Joe, says Rashi. Actually, an average shade. <laughs> just a typical, regular shade. And the shade was like, Rebbe, you need some help with something? So before he even says yes, he starts crying. And he's like, my Alta Bubby, Hagar, she got uh, a Malach that helped her in her situation. And I get a shade. What am I, shop liver? And actually says in the Gemara, what am I, conveyed kutsuts? No. <laughs> and that's where the expression comes from. And that, no, kidding. Is that how you say chop liver? Kaved kutsuts. You don't say that in Hebrew. Mani, kaved kutsuts. What do you say? You just say, Mapito. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, sometimes it does work. Sometimes these expressions do work, though. Um, do you say, do you say, do you say, uh, oh, maniac. How do you, do you say, two, kill two birds with one stone? What? You say kill yeah. two birds with one stone? Yeah. Wow. See, sometimes it works. Makaka. Ah, one hit. What about? What about you? Woke up. You don't say say what. You wake up. Potato. Potato. Sweet potato. Batata. In Hebrew, say ma. Say ma. Say ma. So this guy enjoyed it. He came home with his wife. Say what? Huh? Potato. Oh, that, that, there we go. You can't translate. <laughs> so, back to chopped liver. So, the Shade, he says, yeah, okay, I, I would love your help, Mr. Shade. And so they're on their way. And the Shade possesses the daughter of the Caesar. And possesses is... Enter the goof. Enter, yeah, enter the Take control, yeah. Sholet. Yeah, so... The, they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. What's going to happen? And Rishon Merikai gets there. And he's like, I actually, can, I think I could help you out. And the Caesar's like, please, do something. So he ends up getting the shade out of, of her. And the Caesar is so grateful. And he says, you can go into my treasure house and take whatever you'd like. And so he goes in and he rips up the decree of all the harsh decrees that they had in college. So they couldn't do some of the mitzvahs. And Rebelezer Yossi, who's also a Tana, mentioned in the Gemara, Many times was also with him. And that's in many different Gemaras. We'll say there, Belzer Biosi says, I was in the, the treasure house of, of the Caesar and I saw X. So that's what I wanted to talk about now. In this week's Parsha, it's in Me'ilah. The story is in Me'ilah and then scattered throughout Shas, Gemaras in Yuma and other places. That, and Midrashim that talk about Belzer Biosi being in this. And so it all comes from this story in Me'ilah. So... 
we have eight begadim of the Kohen Gadol, and one of them is the tzitz. So there's actually, so on the tzitz it said Kodesh Hashem, but there's actually Machlokas Tanaim and how it was written. So according to one opinion, it was Kodesh Hashem in one line. According to another opinion, it was in two lines. And I believe it was Hash- Kodesh La in one line, and then Hashem, I think, was on top, I believe. Kodesh La and then Hashem in another line. So it was in two lines. Sure? One line versus two lines. It might be, it might have been underneath, possibly on top. Shem is always on top. That's all I gotta say. Oh, it's in Sukkah. It's in Yuma. I think it's it's in Yuma. Definitely in Yuma. Is it possible? I don't know where I'm coming from, but that La is first, so it's higher, but all the way to the left, and Hashem is to the right, so Hashem is first on the lower. But is it in two lines? Kodesh on a different line? Either way, I know there, there's definitely Machlokas if it's in one line or two lines, just exactly how to do it. So, Machlokas. So, the Chacham say one thing, and Rebelezer Riosi says another thing. And Rebelezer Riosi says, I was in the storehouse, the treasure house of the Caesar, and I saw the tzitz, because they had the Caleb of the base of Mikdash in, the, Rome. in Rome. So, he sees it. He says, I saw it, and it was, it was the way I, I hold, whatever that sheet is. And so do you think for a second that the Chacham flinched and did it doesn't say anywhere in the Gemara that, oh my gosh, you saw it. Never mind, our Shita is absolutely incorrect. Forget it. No, they didn't. They kept their drasha. They had their drasha. They had their Mesorah, whatever it is. This is how it's written. And that didn't cause them to forego or flinch, forego their Pshat. So I just thought it was a fascinating idea just it's to bring out this point. Line. It's certainly not in the, the Rumi now. <laughs> So I wanted to bring out this point. There's also another thing, another is about the parochas, whether or not when they ate certain carbonos, you sprinkle the blood on the parochas, which was a curtain that divided the heichel from the Kodesh Kedashim. So there's a machlokas also if the blood was actually sprinkled on the parochas itself, the material, or was just in front of it. So again, Rebbe says, I'm in the storehouse and I see that there's blood on the curtain. Again, the machlokas, they don't back down. So I just wanted to bring out this unbelievable point, this idea, again, don't try this at home, and to know when to apply this is very, you have to be very careful, but just to bring out the fact that, there's, that this is an actual idea, that, an idea out there, which is that you can have a machlokas, you can have people that are seeing things, hearing things, and at the same time people arguing, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to back down from their pshat, their pshat is still MS, even though, even though they're saying that they're seeing or hearing something, which is an unbelievable idea. Like, for example, um, so first of all, this, this idea of, of Rebelezer Riosi saying that I saw this. So obviously there's answers, but the point is that they're making a drusha and they feel, and we can't really make drushas now, but they made a drusha. They thought about it. They, they, they felt this is the MS. Once they felt that this is the MS, they're not going to back down. It's also similar to like well, the Gemara. They, they what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. They will be, yeah, exactly. It's not a board of they're being stubborn. It's a board of this is what we feel as the MS. Okay, you saw something that's the opposite of what I hold. Okay, that's that's my Masora. This is my my understanding of coming to the conclusion of, of the sugya. So but also it's interesting, like Yaakovina Lomes, like Warantina says Yaakovina Lomes. And so there's a Tana that says that, and then another another time or another Mora says, Well, how could you say that Lomes like Puzzle says he died. So he's like, yeah, but I have a drush of a puzzle that says that he died. So it's like, yeah, but it says he died. Okay, I'm, I have a drush. This is the drush that I came up with. I, well, there's an answer. We'll have to figure that out. But it's the same way that you, it says that he died. What about my drush? That says he didn't die. 
So it's the same thing. You don't die from a question. Nice. Works very well. Nice. Works very well. Nice. You don't die from a question. <laughs> oh, that's great. And also, I'm assuming they didn't think he was wrong with what he saw. I'm sure they didn't think he saw it correctly. I know you saw it that way. Right. Right. So there, ha- so there are answers. The Mufar should deal with what. So then, yeah, how does that work? Answer, but this is very telling for the sugya of. Yeah, right. It really touches on that. It really touches on that. But also, there's like certain there's other stories. And my father was telling me one time that, like, the son-in-law, one of the sons-in-law of Ramosha Feinstein, if he had more than one, um, one time there was a machlokas about whether or not Ramosha said son it was us or mutter. So some of the posting were saying that he said it was us, and then the son-in-law said, "I Ramosha told me it was mutter. He told me it was mutter." And they still were like, I know, but we hold that it's Usser. Like, we hold that he said that it was Usser. Did they hear it from him or heard it from somebody else who said that he said it's Usser? So they're going to stick with their way of understanding, their Masora. And the idea is, <coughs> just to bring it out. From. What? Right, where are they hearing it from? Exactly, right. So they're, they're yeah. You have that plenty of times. You have two different people quoting the same record. Right, that's, that's what he's saying to really, uh, uh, what's it called? with all the time in the Gemara where it says, Trey Amorai, Trey Amorai, Libra Dirav, this idea that you get, yeah. Um, but yeah, also there's, uh, just also to bring out the point a little bit more, this idea of like, okay, we have a, tra- uh, a Masora, and this is our Masora, and this is what, this is our reality. Sort of Steinhauer, a couple weeks ago during one of the, during Kiddush, Shabbos morning, so he, I forgot why he even said the story, but it came up. But he, was, he said the story, I think it was with one of the Bells and Rebbe's. Somebody came over and said, you won't believe it, there's a three-year-old kid that knows Kul Kula, and he's just like spewing out Shaka Batari about pen. He's writing summaries now. About pen, and he's like, it's crazy, and he's like about to get up and go see this kid, right? So the Malach forgot to do the, yeah. the thing. Somebody forgot to do the thing to the Malach. So the Malach forgot to go to the kid, and... Um, or somebody did the thing to the Malach, so he forgot to do it to the kid. Yeah, so the kid knows it. So he's about to get up and go, and then he's like, you know what, I'm not going. So why did he not go? So he, he said, my whole emunah in a Kodesh Baruch Hu is, a, is, I didn't see, I wasn't there when Hashem spoke to Kalei Yisrael when he took them out of Mitzrayim. It's, all, it's a testimony, it's a Messorah that I have. So he said, I, if, if I would go up and go to actually see this kid, then it would detract a little bit from my amuna because I, why do I have to see it to really believe that it's true? I believe it. You guys are telling me that it's true, so I believe why it. Why would they be the same? Yeah. Like, Hashem said it, I believe it. When you say it, I know. What do you mean? What do you mean Hashem, Hashem said says, do this No, I'm saying the... It, but if a, a, no, no, what I mean is that I'm... How do I believe... What's my, my misora of the fact that, that Hashem gave us the Torah and Hashem is... We have uh, this this unbelievable close relationship with Hashem that will never go away is from a transmission from generation to generation. Right, not, yeah, so I never actually, so my reality is created by a testimony from my parents and then from their parents to their parents. So he felt that if he would go up to go actually see if there really is a kid like that, would take away from his amuna because why do I have to actually see it to believe that it's actually true? You, you guys told me that it's true. I believe it. No, but it, 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 right, but it's a sensitivity. It's a transmission. You know, I, I have both for questions, but he's saying that's not from Hashem. Didn't tell him his father is what his father is. Exactly, I didn't have the it's actual experience. I hear from some schmuck of a guy that uh, this kid. Knows what do you mean? Every two, every two Jews is a testimony. It's a reality. It creates a reality. Every every two Jews. So the point of whatever he he was on this high level and he felt it was, he was more sensitive and he felt like 
that for him it would detract from his amuna. But either way, this idea, again, to know when to apply it is very scary and very dangerous, but just to keep that in mind that there's this idea out there that you can have somebody who has a masor or has learns a sugya and gets to the bottom of the sugya and, and says and feels like this is also his mutter and somebody else could see or hear something. Doesn't matter, it doesn't take away from, from this shot. This is MS. I created this MS, this is the reality. So you have that reality, it doesn't matter. We both have our reality. The second idea is possibly comes from last week's parsha because sometimes true with the But it says create a mikdash and I will dwell amongst them. So this famous thing that build the base of mikdash and then I'm gonna my shkin is gonna be sure on all of Yisrael. Not on the basis of the Oh, nice. So it's the same. Okay, Seder. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. So we have in this week's parasha also, thank you, Shua, this idea of the Shrina being Shora on all of Chalisra. So we can think, oh no, the basic is destroyed. So what about the Shrina being Shora on us? So, Silas Sharm tells us something fascinating. Silas Sharm, as we know, is a safer, a guide to becoming the perfect Jew coming out of Shalim, the best possible Jew that you can be. And he's basing it on Rapinachus ben Yar's ladder to perfection. And the highest rung on this ladder, the highest step that you can actually, you're actually doing is Kedusha. So this highest level of Kedusha, and I, I'm just going to read because at the end... Flex that you finish the what? <laughs> A friend of mine told me when he finished the Sefer that... It says, yeah, so, um, yeah, there we go. Tchias and Mason is the highest level, right. But the highest level that you can actually, that you actually have to actively get to, that, you, that you're actually doing is Kedusha, and then afterwards, once you reach the high level of Kedusha, Hashem gives you a gift of more Kedusha, and then you can perform Tchias and Mason. I heard, I, this is like a famous Except thing that... they that, skipped out the first step, so you can't... Uh, What's the first step? Perfectly oh, oh, totally. Purposely skip the first step. He says it, he says it. He says it. So what, which step? He says the way to become Zeus is how you do Tyra. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? So. But he didn't explain to you how you acquired Tyra. Because he doesn't want you to, he's scared that you're going to do Tchia Samasin? What? He's, uh, he's shut there, but he also did the Kwa. He apparently had a section. Yeah, they quote it in the, in the notes over here. Also, he does write several times in the Sefer that if I would write everything, then the Sefer would be massively large. So it could be that the subject on Torah, he just wants to get the main, like, the, the main ideas. And then you, he says it several times. These are the main ideas, and, you know, it brings Pesukim that say... Chacham takes this thing and, you know, goes off with it. So you wouldn't be... Well, if a person gets to the Darga of a Kadosh, he's probably not going to use it for, like, negative purposes. Like, just be... A guy that gets to that level has to be literally a perfect person. If you're a perfect person. Yeah. Anyways, the point is that I'm just going to read. This is a... So the way Art Scroll does it at the end of every single parak, they give a summary of that parak. And so they just say it really well. So I just want to read. Hang in there, guys. This is something that we can actually attain now, even though there's no base of Mikdash. So Kedusha, and he's just explaining what Kedusha is. Kedusha is an intense level of connection to Hashem in which a person's every thought and action are saturated 
with spirituality and closeness to Hashem. One who attains Kedusha becomes Aiken, which is similar, they like the word Aiken, to an angel. And while continuing to live in this world, in essence exists on a much higher plane. It is in fact a level that is beyond human capability to achieve. One can only strive for Kedusha, but its true attainment is a divine gift. So that's explaining Kedusha. Now, this is the, the point I want to get to. When a person merits attaining Kedusha, this super high level, the Shekhinah rests upon him in the manner that it rested in the base of Mikdash. Even the physical activities of a Kadosh, such as eating and drinking, rise to the level of divine service and are Egan, similar, to the bringing of offerings upon the Mizbeach. Indeed, the material and inanimate objects that a Kadosh uses are elevated, and his use of them brings blessing to the world. The effort to attain Kedusha consists of a great degree of abstinence from worldly things and an intense and constant consciousness of one's connection with Hashem. And then he goes on, just explaining it a little further. But the point is that you could get to a point where you're so Kadosh that because you're on this super high level, the Shekhinah decides to rest on you like it rested on the base of Mikdash, in the base of Mikdash. And like he brings all these different uh, sukkim and all these different things, these Gemaras that talk about when you give wine to a Tamar Chacham, and he, it's his Kiddush, and he says that Tamar Chacham here is referring to the Kadosh. When you give wine to a Tamar Chacham, it's like you're pouring nes, uh, uh, a wine, Nesachin. <laughs> yeah, Gavim Mizbeach. And Rosh this idea... Rosh what? Rosh what does he say there? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Feeding them. This idea of feeding them. What? <laughs> yeah, don't pour it on him. <laughs> Pouring it on him is like... <laughs> yeah, that might be... But either way, that just uh, give us chizik, that even though it's true, we say, oh, build a base of and I will dwell on them, I'll dwell on all of Yisrael. We have to realize, even in Gullus, we have a Torah, we, we still are able to create unbelievable levels of our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we can bring the Shekhinah, like the Shekhinah resting on the base of Mikdash, we can bring the Shekhinah onto us, just work on ourselves, and try to become perfect people. Thank you for listening. Uh-huh.